Welcome to the Apologias podcast featuring Rodolfo Rosario and Matthew Pavey. The aim of our podcast is to provide an intelligent, articulate, and uncompromising Christian perspective on the most important issues concerning the truth of the Christian faith. Some of the topics we'll be discussing are the existence of God, the meaning of life, the objectivity of truth, the foundation of moral values, the creation of the universe, and intelligent design. We'll also be discussing the reliability of the Gospels, the uniqueness of Jesus, the historicity of the resurrection, and the challenge of religious pluralism. Welcome to the Apologias podcast. This is Matthew Pavey with Rodolfo Rosario. Hello, hello. Last week, we um, tackled quite a few issues with the Christian worldview. Um, today, we want to dive a little bit deeper into one of those. Um, it kind of sets the foundation for future conversations that we're going to have, um, and it's the topic of truth and whether or not um, we have any basis or reason to um, believe truth can be known. And so um, this is an important topic because what we're finding in today's culture is it's not like it was in the past where, you know, it was defining um, who is God or is Christianity true. What we're finding today is you actually have to defend whether truth even exists in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really interesting segue, I guess, into this conversation about what is truth. So I think that's what we need to start with is um, what is truth and can it be known? And how do we even um, how do we even start to define it? Because you can't really look at any worldview, um, especially the Christian worldview, unless you have some basis to test whether it's objectively true or not, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I find it interesting, um, and Dr. Frank Turek talks about this quite a bit, um, but he, he in his book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, he talks about how um, almost universally, whether you're a Christian or an atheist or really um, subscribe to any worldview, we almost always demand truth. Um, virtually in every area of our lives, with the exception of religion and morality. Um, so, Rodolfo, what are some examples, I guess, of some of those truths that anybody would typically demand that are almost um, undebatable, really? Um, thinking the first that comes to my mind right now is, for example, when you're investing, you want your stockbroker or whoever um, to give you the right company. Um, you want them to advise you correctly, uh, not commit any fraud with your money, not steal your money, um, actually do the right research um, to help you. You know, you really want to invest in, for example, Google. If he made uh, his, if he did his homework and actually found out that Google is going up, for example. And so, you know, or for example, when you go to the doctor, you want to be prescribed the right medicine and be diagnosed with the correct, um, you know, uh, sickness or whatever you have. Yeah, seems obvious, right? And then, um, you know, another good example is is your spouse or child, right? Nobody wants their spouse or child to lie to them, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. um, you never want to be lied to. Whenever you put yourself in that situation of um, somebody telling you something, you always want it to be the truth. And so when it comes to loved ones, to doctors, to financial advisors, um, What's another one? Airlines. Mm-hmm. Airlines is a good example. Like you, you trust that the plane you're about to board is going to actually be able to fly and deliver you. You trust that your pilot is not going to be drunk. 
while he's flying. And you also trust that if you paid for a trip to Hawaii to not end up in some other country or, you know, or state. So that's, that's really interesting because why is it um, that almost universally people expect to be told the truth, they demand and want to be told the truth, but when it comes to religion and morality specifically, um, there's almost a rejection across the board outside, um, you know, let's say the theistic worldviews mm-hmm. on whether truth can be known about religions. It's a touchy subject. Yeah, um, it's a very touchy subject. It is. It is. Um, it, sometimes it's not convenient for them, so um, they get they start twisting truth or just tweaking it to their uh, to whatever you know helps helps them or favors them. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And so I guess that begs the question of, it: is this really an intellectual issue or is it more of an emotional issue um, about why we're actually rejecting truth? Or, you know, what would be the reasons that we would reject a truth? I mean, because intellectually, it seems to me and you sitting here, if I were to say um, Rodolfo and I um, are the only two people sitting in this studio, I mean, that seems like an obvious truth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems like something that should be able to be um, objectively tested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but according to other worldviews, you might have somebody that would say, no, no, there's actually more than two people sitting in that studio, even though all the observable evidence in this studio would tell us otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's interesting that um, these typically aren't intellectual arguments. They're typically emotional arguments mm-hmm. because with morality and with religion comes what? Accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability to moral standards and religious doctrine. And I don't think people want to have to be held to a standard other than their own because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it gets, like you said earlier, a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? And, and as you said, they contradict themselves when it's um, helpful for them. Then, okay, for example, uh, the doctor prescribed to me the right medicine because it's what I need is going to help me. But when it comes to religion, um, it doesn't actually help me if there's a God. For example, just to give an example, um, because if there's a God, that, then I'm going to have to abide by what that God says or whatever that worldview entails. Um, so I think that deep inside, there is, um, they're fighting it. Uh, it's an emotional issue, as you said, but also more in the superficial level, they don't want to engage intellectually. Uh, with it. I don't think it's honest when you don't even try to engage intellectually with the questions and the answers that um, other worldviews out there, um, you know, have with their truth claims. No, I agree. Um, I think Augustine had a fantastic um, insight on this. He said that we love the truth when it enlightens us, but we hate it when it convicts mm, us. Exactly. And, and how true is that? No, <laughs> exactly. no pun intended, <laughs> but, but how, how true is that? Yeah. But really, t- to kind of get this conversation going, um, I think we have to define a couple things. Um, I think we have to come up with a working definition of truth and whether or not truth can be known. So that's a complicated uh, question when you sit down and you just say, hey, what is truth? I mean, what are some of the answers I guess we would expect to hear here? Mm-hmm. Maybe an easier place to start than are um, what truth isn't. Yeah. Um, and and you, you've already mentioned a couple. And so truth is not simply whatever works. It and, is not. And so what we mean by that is, so for example, if, if I were to sit here and claim that no sentences are longer than six words, 
<laughs> now, at meets the eye, you may think, okay, that's, you know, that's fine. That makes sense, right? But then if you stop and actually look at the claim I just made that no think sentences, about yeah, think about what I'm about to say, no sentences are longer than six words. If I were to ask you if that's a true claim, you could obviously count the number of words in that sentence, mm -hmm. see that it's more than six, and obviously I've made a claim that isn't true. Even if I say, it's true what you said, and you know what, maybe it's not, I don't think it's true, but it's true for you, but it's not true for me. I have my own truth or whatever. Uh, but if you analyze what you just said, then logically it doesn't make sense. It's invalid. It's invalid, and it's funny you brought <laughs> that up because Rodolfo and I could both agree that the claim that I had just made was in fact true, but just because we had a majority consensus doesn't make the claim true. Yeah. And I think that's what most people think in today's culture is, oh, if there's a 51% majority that believes something, then it obviously has to be true, but we know that isn't the case, right? And an opinion doesn't add or subtract from truth. Exactly. Um, some other things that truth aren't are truth is not what makes people feel good. I mean, how many times have you received bad news? How many times has the girl called up on the phone and said, um, I'm not interested in you anymore? You can't just say, well, that's not true. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's already made up her mind. She wants to break up. It's true whether or not it felt good to receive <laughs> or not. So unfortunately, bad news can still be true. Yeah, I can say, for example, that um, I love getting drunk every day but <laughs> at the end, because it makes me feel good. But at the end of the day, uh, it's not good for you. It actually creates you know, liver, liver damage or whatever it is, and so it's not true, but I can, it makes me feel good, so I can say that, but it's not true. Yeah, here's a really interesting one, is truth is not always what's comprehensive. Mm -hmm. Now, that may sound um, counterintuitive at first, but think about that. How many times have you sat through and listened to somebody have a very articulate and well-reasoned argument that they present? Um, but at the end of the argument, they may actually come to the wrong conclusion. Mm -hmm. And so they've spent, let's say, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 60 minutes on like, you know, trying to get you to buy into this ideal. They ultimately may conclude in something that's not true. So just because it's cohesive looking and it sounds like it makes sense doesn't make it true, right? Yeah. Sometimes you have the correct premises, but you have the conclusion is wrong, mm -hmm. completely wrong. Yeah, what about intentions? I mean, good intentions. Um, well, you can be sincerely wrong. Yeah, that's well said. Very well said. You know, another one is, for example, uh, you know, uh, truth is not what the majority thinks. Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot of people in this country, for example, thinking uh, X is true, mm -hmm. and they might be talking about it. You might see it every day um, in the newspapers. You might see it... Um, just as the the collective consciousness of the country thinking about something uh, a certain way, but that doesn't make it true. Mm. You, we have to actually dig in. We have to, you know, analyze if it's true. We have to analyze uh, if it's logically uh, true. Yeah. So, I guess in order for something to be um, true we have to have some kind of standard, mm -hmm. um, some kind of measuring stick, so to speak, by which we can measure a truth claim to actually see whether it's true or not. So for example, if um, we were to walk outside and there was a one car sitting out um, in the parking lot and we said, this car is red, um, we should mm -hmm. be able somehow or another to test that claim. Is yeah. this car actually red or is it not red? Mm -hmm. um, 
and it can't be both at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's either a red car or it's not a red car, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need a way to be able to actually have a working definition of truth that mm -hmm. we can use. And so that's what we're going to talk about next is um, what is truth specifically? We've talked about some things that it's not, but what actually is it then? And so um, the definition I want to propose that we use then for the rest of this conversation and as we go forward is that truth says that thoughts, assertions, or beliefs must correspond or match up with reality, or mm -hmm. simply put, it describes the actual state of affairs. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, you should be able, if you observe something and you say this is a red car, um, it's because it actually is a red car, right? And it's not just what I believe. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just what the majority of the people believe. It's, no. it's You can believe a lie. Exactly. It's still a lie. It's, it's a red true. car here, today, tomorrow, in any country, in any religion, in any culture. It's still a red car. It's universally true. And you can try to live with the belief that the car is green and you could try that, but you are not living according to reality in that case. Exactly. Which means that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I think we need to define a couple terms as we talk about this because you're going to have some people who make subjective or what we call relative truth claims. Um, and that's, that's fine. I mean, that is a type of truth. But what we're specifically trying to define are are there absolute and objective mm -hmm. truth claims? And they are very different things. So I think we need to start by defining what is relative or subjective versus what is absolute um, and objective. Mm. And so um, what is relative? What is subjective? Well, uh, relative means that it's true for the person that is speaking um, or it's, it's a personal preference. It's not true for everyone. It's what I think is true. Um, I could respect maybe your true, your truth, but I have mine. And, uh, you know, at the same time, I would expect you to respect my truth. Um, you know, that would be a relative truth. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And I think the easiest way to remember that is if it's relative, it's relative to you. Mm. So for example, if I say, you know, I am warm right now, you know, that's relative to how I feel. You may feel cold right now, but it's true that I'm warm right now, um, but that is an, a, an objective, absolute truth. It's, it's a rel truth, relative truth to me. Mm -hmm. um, and you could also use the word subjective. Um, and in a subjective truth claim, the claim is about the subject. So mm -hmm. for example, in the same scenario, when I say I am warm, I am the subject of that truth claim and it's about me. Mm -hmm. um, compare that to an absolute or an objective truth claim. But in that case, could be that the weather outside is minus 20. You could be sick, and that's why you're feeling hot. But actually, uh, absolute truth is that it's minus 20. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's really the weather. It's really, you know, it says that it's really cold. It feels like it's really cold. That's reality. Now, subjectively, you could be sick and you could feel hot. And so that will be, you know, subjective reality in that case or subjective relative truth. Yeah, no, I think that's good. And so some other things about truth that I think um, kind of help us understand how to look at this is, for one, we need to understand truth isn't discovered. Um, or Sorry, truth is discovered. It's not invented. Mm -hmm. And so um, a good example of this is gravity. Gravity existed prior to Newton 
discovering it, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 all, it existed. <laughs> you didn't invent it. He, 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 he didn't invent it. He discovered it. <laughs> right. And so it ex- God put it there. It, he created it. <laughs> it. Exactly. Exactly. So in this case, we're saying that it exists independent of the knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think people have a hard time um, realizing that. The other thing is truth is um, transcultural. So if something is true, it's true for all people in all places at all times. So for example, in the world of mathematics and logic, two plus two equals four. Well, that's true for everyone everywhere at every time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. two plus two doesn't equal five. Mm-hmm. No. You know, you can if say If you try to does. build a house according to that uh, mathematics, then the house is going to crumble. It's going to, you know, be destroyed because it, you cannot build according to two plus two equals five because you, only because you believe it. No. It's, there's the absolute truth, which is architecture is based on the foundational mathematics that two plus two equals four. Yeah. You know? No, that's exactly right. So another thing then about truth is it's unchanging, even though our beliefs about truth change. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is <laughs> we we can begin to believe that the earth was round instead of flat, but the truth about the earth didn't change. Only our belief changed, right? Well, uh, like that reminds me of the atheist um, Ant- Anthony Flew. He was the top atheist in the world, and he believed that really certainly that there wasn't a god but later on he discovered you know through um studying and all that that there was a god and there was scientific rational arguments and evidence pointing to the existence of a god so the truth was out there but he didn't believe it but that didn't change the fact that there's a god you know and now that's a really good point what about the attitude of the person actually making the truth claim um an arrogant person does not make the truth he professes false, right? Um, just no different than a humble person does not make the air he professes true. So the attitude of which you make the truth claim doesn't make it any more true not or, at all. or false, Look right? Look at Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> He's very bitter. <laughs> He's wrong. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think um, to wrap our heads around this ideal of truth and how, you know, this postmodern or post-Christian culture, whatever you want to call it, um, they, they, like you said earlier, they redefine truth in different ways. And I think it's important that we look at some of these worldviews to kind of get an idea of what they're trying to do and whether it makes any sense or not. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, um, and this is something we'll talk about um, quite a bit in this podcast, is whether or not the truth claim or where they base their um, definition of truth in, whether it makes any sense or not. And this is a really important question because it's going to dictate how we look and um, really evaluate these worldviews. Because if you define truth a certain way, um, then we have to look through the lens of that, through the context of that, to figure out, okay, what's true and what's not true. So um, what's, one of the, um, what's one of the worldviews today that has kind of redefined truth? Redefined truth, uh, relativism. Yeah. Um, that's, I would say that's the first one. Um, um, you know, in... in Modern times, before postmodern um, uh, modernism, um, they had the value that there was truth, and the thing that they will uh, struggle with was: is Christianity true, mm-hmm. or other religion? Is there then a God or not? But in postmodernism, what we have is there's no truth. So you have your own truth. I have my own truth. Uh, all of us have our own truth. Whatever is, it's all relative. So it's okay with you, but don't mess with my truth. You know. I think that's that's a big problem with this current culture. Yeah, so how do we address 
when a relativist were to say all truth is relative? Mm. How, how do we, I mean, be, <laughs> because I mean, there's part of you that wants to say, okay, yeah, that, ma- that makes sense, right? I mean, your truth is your truth, all truth is relative. So um, does it make sense though? Mm-hmm. If, if you say all truth is relative, ultimately... I would ask him, are you sure about that? How sure or certain are you about that? And then he would say, well, yes, I'm very certain. And I would ask him probably, are you absolutely certain? Yeah. And <laughs> You see, we it, go back to the same. That there is no truth or there is no absolute truth is actually, or saying, um, you know, uh, truth is relative. It's an absolute statement, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So... They're really, they're really in trouble regardless of how they answer, because if they say, um, well, all truth is relative, um, and that's a relative statement, then you really have no reason to believe them or listen to them because it's only true for them. It's not true for everybody. However, if they make the claim that, yes, this is an absolute truth, that all truth is relative, then they have just basically violated the law of Mm -hmm. non-contradiction. They have defeated their own worldview because in making that claim, they've made, like you said, an absolute truth, which um, completely destroys and bankrupts their whole worldview. Mm -hmm. So think about that the next time somebody tells you all truth is relative, just stop and ask them, is that true? Yeah. And And that reminds me of the great debate by uh, Greg Banson, and I don't remember the other person, uh, where he told them, well, if I had a gun pointing to your head and I would ask you, why wouldn't I kill you? Why shouldn't I kill you? You would say, well, because it's wrong. Then I just won the debate. But then if I uh, shoot you, then I won the debate anyway. You know, <laughs> so there's no way out. That's classic. <laughs> I love that debate. <laughs> so another worldview um, that you're going to run into then is skepticism. Um, skepticism, rather than saying all truth is relative, they simply doubt any truth. It sounds different, but ultimately it runs into the same type of problem because if a skeptic were to come to you and say, um, hey, all truth, you must be skeptical skeptical of it, right? You Mm -hmm. must be skeptical of all truth. You have to stop and ask the same question. Well, are you skeptical of that statement that you Mm -hmm. just made or not? Mm -hmm. And if they say, yes, I am skeptical of that, then great, take their advice and don't listen to them. Mm -hmm. However, if they say, no, you can count on that and take that to the bank, that's true, then they've just made another absolute truth claim and they have violated, again, their own worldview. If they are honest and they would see that their own statement, if they don't if they don't doubt their own statement, if they're not skeptic enough about their own statement, then that will be dishonesty. Yeah, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big ones in uh, you know our culture today is pluralism. This one um, is interesting because we've talked about the law of non-contradiction, which says that something cannot be both A and non-A mm-hmm. at the same time. But this worldview is basically saying that all truth claims are equally valid. And so we have to stop and ask if that's possible. So the example that I've heard quite a bit, and there's lots of different examples, but um, if there are two claims, for example, that um, a woman is pregnant and not pregnant at the exact same time, can both of those claims be true? No. Well, they both can't be true because they would violate violate the law of non-contradiction. Yeah. The letter P is not non-P at the same time. It cannot be. Right. It's either P or non-P. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I hope that's true, because that seems to make sense. Um, 
So the ideal of pluralism, um, the spirit behind it is an attitude of tolerance. And yeah. so again, on the surface, this sounds like a worldview you'd almost want to get behind initially because you're like, well, yeah, I mean, it'd be great if all truth claims were equally valid. It would be great if we all had this attitude of tolerance towards everybody. But the thing that I believe most people confuse about the ideal of um, pluralism is not everyone um, is making an equally valid truth mm -hmm. claim. So mm -hmm. the ideal of tolerance that all people are equal I think we get 100% on board with that. All people are equal, but are all the things that all people are claiming to be true equal? No. So that's the difference. There's a huge difference between truth and tolerance. Nope. We, we tolerate people, mm -hmm. but you can't tolerate um, lies, right? I or mean, falsehood. Or, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, you can tolerate the person, but not the... Uh, wrong truth claim that uh, he actually espouses. Yeah, and so I think that's the big thing pluralism fails to understand is and the difference between opinion and truth. Yes, and concerning the tolerance, I, if we, there's, you know, we can love other people. We don't have to hate them, um, you know, but we have, first of all, to defend the truth, what is truth, and secondly, point out what exactly is wrong with their statement. We don't have to debate. We don't have to argue about it. No, but as you said, uh, the fact that people talk about tolerance and all this doesn't mean that what they're saying is true. We can still love the person. We can still be gentle. We can still show them if they ask us um, where exactly um, in your in your logic, where's the error? We can say that. The thing that I find very interesting is that most people talking about tolerance they are not tolerant against or yeah against christians uh, they talk all this talk about tolerance but then when you say for example jesus is the way and uh, the bread the life whatever it is then suddenly you see them not being very tolerant toward mm -hmm. christians uh, it's you so what you notice there is that usually the tolerance doesn't mean let's respect other worldviews what it means, what you see there is basically they're saying that to for you to validate their claims. And if you don't validate their claims, then suddenly you see that there's there's no tolerance there. They get very angry very fast. I'm glad you said that because um, that's true. I think um, people look at Christianity claiming to be the only way, for example, mm -hmm. and the only way is, you know, through Jesus, they find that incredibly offensive. offensive. They find Christianity yeah. and, and the worldview that it entails very narrow-minded and exclusive mm -hmm. and borderline, if not completely arrogant, mm -hmm. um, for us to claim basically that, well, Christianity's right um, and that another person is wrong. Mm -hmm. I think the thing you have to remember here, and I think we mentioned this um, last week, is Truth, by definition, is exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, so stop and think about that for a second. By, by claiming something is true, you're claiming the opposite mm -hmm. is false. I mean, yeah. and this, again, it goes back to the law of non-contradiction, which we just talked about, mm -hmm. but I can't say that at the exact same moment, the same woman is both pregnant and not pregnant. And so when somebody were to make a claim like that— um, at some point in time, we have to say enough is enough. And listen, mm -hmm. I love you. I respect your opinion. I'm tolerant of you mm -hmm. um, having this opinion. Mm -hmm. But objectively speaking, 
that is non-factual. Exactly. Um, that's not offensive. The logical conclusion um, is that we both cannot be right. For example, Hinduism says there's millions of gods. Atheists say there's no God. Christianity, Judaism, Islam says is monotheistic, so says there's one God. I can be as tolerant as you want me to be, but at the end of the day, we cannot all be right. There cannot be, uh, there can be a million, you know, millions of gods and no God and one God. We cannot be right at the same time. I think that's a really good point because um, just like you explained, I mean, a lot of these truths that people are claiming are mutually exclusive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just can't be all true. And so the ideal that all worldviews have some truths, we agree on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is an absolute truth. Some Super, all, all superficially, you're going to find some common ground on, you know, on some things, but uh, deeply, you have fundamental differences with every religion. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. Um, so some religious beliefs must be wrong. I mean, just by the definition that we just kind of proposed in some of the examples you said, I mean, think about it. Um, God. And you can be sincerely wrong. You can. You know? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's a really good point. You can be sincerely wrong. Yeah. yeah. You, you can say there's millions of gods, and I can say there's one God, and one of us is going to be wrong. We could be at the same time. We, let, let me say this. We can be both wrong if, for example, the atheist is right by saying there's no God, right? But what I'm saying is we can both be sincerely wrong in our beliefs, you know? No, absolutely. And so the example that I've heard um, regarding sincerity, belief, and desire, with belief, for example, you may have a key to a door, mm -hmm. and you may wholeheartedly believe that that key is going to unlock the door, <laughs> but if it's not the right key to the door, it doesn't it matter won't, it how won't much go you in. believe it. It won't go in. <laughs> it won't work, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with sincerity. So think about the person who picks up a bottle of poison. They sincerely believe that it's lemonade, right? <laughs> um, if you drink it, um, you're going to find out the truth exactly. and exactly. what what it was. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for desire. A person may strongly desire that their car does not run out of gas. However, when the gauge says empty, regardless of how you feel about that, yeah. it's either got gas or it doesn't. Well, and if it runs out of gas, it's out of gas. Exactly. Truth is actually, uh, it, truth doesn't care basically about your sincerity, your belief or your desire. It is immune to those, you know. No, that's a good point. So what, what about the folks that jump into this conversation and say, okay, yeah, yeah, we believe that there's some um, objective truths out there, but it's um, not going to be based in faith or religion. It has to be based in science. Like, how do we feel about that? Because that's, that's a big topic today of scientism or naturalism, materialism, <laughs> and their worldview defines things very differently when it comes to truth. Well... There are some things that science cannot actually prove, you know, and this is something that um, David Hume and Immanuel Kant actually said, you know, if science cannot prove God, then God, therefore, doesn't exist. And uh, that's how the debacle started, this attack against Christianity, and we couldn't defend it very good. But there's a lot of stuff that science cannot prove, like, for example, the, you know, disciplines of mathematics and logic. You know, and some people say, no, it's only what science can prove and uh, in the universe and whatever it is. And that I can believe. 
but there's some things that it cannot actually prove. Yeah, I like that example with mathematics and logic because... It actually presupposes them. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you know? It presupposes them, so it's a circular, self-defeating mm -hmm. argument. Mm -hmm. um, the, other, the other example I like from science is that it's unable to provide truth in areas of morals and ethics. And so mm -hmm. um, to see this you know, kind of play out, you can't use science to prove that the Nazis were evil, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, how would you do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can't. Um, you can't use science to state anything um, about aesthetic positions. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you were to walk outside and see a sunrise or a sunset, mm -hmm. you can't use science to make the claim that that's a beautiful sunrise, so right? For example, science cannot prove that your mind exists. I know mine exists because I'm thinking right now, but it cannot prove that yours exists, yeah. you know? <laughs> Well, I liked what you said earlier. You had mentioned that science is the only source of objective truth, and that's what they thought. But you have to stop and say, was that a scientific claim or not? That's true. <laughs> so that's true. it's not a scientific claim because it's a philosophical claim, mm -hmm. which can't be tested by yeah. science. By them making the claim that science is the only source of objective truth, okay, well, now you've just made a um, truth claim that science, based on your worldview, would then have to be able to test and prove mm -hmm. you can't do it mm -hmm. right it's no. circular it doesn't mm -hmm. work yeah thanks for listening to the first part of the conversation about what is truth pick up with us again next week as we talk about the confusion between truth and tolerance